my heart can sing. When I'm
feel like that's been my theme song this year. It's not been the easiest of years, but until then, my heart can go on singing. My heart can sing when I pause to remember that a heartache here is but a stepping stone. And I think sometimes we look at the things that are seen, uh, the things that are sort of right here in front of us. When we begin to understand that our home is on the other side, and my friends are waiting there, it sure makes living down here a whole lot easier. I'm thankful to be in the house of God tonight, and I, I confess that, uh, you know, as I says, but uh, when I saw the lineup of preachers this week, um, it reminded me of the little kids' book where you see these few things there, and I saw my name, and you know, you see like in the kids' book, it'll be like a, a beach umbrella and a beach ball, and then like a telephone. It's like what doesn't belong. <laughs> it's kind of the way I felt. But tonight, I want to tell you that we're not relying on me, but we're relying on the Spirit of God. And I believe, as firmly as I'm standing in the spot, however uncomfortable I may be, that the Spirit of God is fully capable of delivering the Word of God uh, every time, in every situation. And um, so tonight, I'm thankful to be a part of Christ's sanctified, holy church. Amen. I thought about it as I pulled up, it's kind of where my thoughts have been of late. Um, we don't propose that we're the only church on the way to heaven. And I don't want you to think that that's what I'm saying, because that's certainly not what I'm saying. Um, but I'm thankful to be a part of this church. Uh, I love my church. I love you people. Um, you know, standing back there not without some nerves I said you know what these people love me yeah. Yeah. I don't know about y'all but I feel very loved Amen. here tonight and I'm Amen. thankful for that it is Christ church it is. It is. and if we were to proclaim ourselves, um, then we would be as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal um, because it is Christ's church and you can go and read in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, I think it is, where he talks about uh, the church. Yeah. And that's where we got our name, that, that it is a sanctified church, which right. sanctified being set apart for a holy purpose. And we are a holiness church. Yes, we are. Right. Some, Brother Patrick reminded me, and I went back and listened to it some 32 years ago, Uncle Leon stood at this very pulpit and said that we are unapologetically standing on a platform of holiness. And tonight I want to tell you that we are standing on holiness. Um, the scripture says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And so um, when we begin to look at that and we look at the world around us, there is a great divide between the two. Exactly. And the old adage, I've heard this for many, many years, is what is the difference between the church and the world? And in the old adage, the answer is about 10 years. And my, folk, my folks, I, 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 that, that answer is far truer than I care to admit. Because the world, the natural man, the things that are 
there, the values of the world today. If you are not careful, and if we're not grounded in the Word of God, and if we're not having our prayer life strong, then they will begin to seep in your life. And the, everything you see upholds things that are not godly. Everything you see. Every magazine that you can read, everything that you see on television, the things that come across your computer, they are not typically very holy. I I know there are some exceptions to that, but they are not holy. And they are proclaiming a doctrine, if you want to call it a doctrine, because it is a way of thought. They are proclaiming a doctrine that is ungodly. It is ungodly. And if we are not careful, I've said this many times. We, I think, maybe I should just speak for myself. It is very easy, I think, to be sanctified and to get sanctified and to say, I am immune to all of that. That is sort of over there. And this is over here. And last Sunday, I sat in Sister Janet Keldall's Sunday school class over at the home and she, we were reading in Revelations about the church of Thyatira and how that they, that these things had crept in unawares. And we are not immune to this. That we begin to look at the world and say, well, that's the world and we're over here. And I want to sanction that and tell you that's good. But there is a danger there. And we need to understand that if we have a relationship with God, that God is holy. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. It is very easy to live a holy life at camp meeting. Yes. I love camp meeting. It's great. We're all here and we're all walking in the light. And we come to church and kind of the world's away and the things of life are sort of forgotten. And we can live holy. That's not where the rubber meets the road, is it? And that's not really when the devil sort of begins to worship or tempt and pull and tug, is it? And so we need to be holy. Why do we need to be holy? Well, I'm on, I'm watching the clock. I, Try not to. I told Brian I was the short collier. So, I, <laughs> um, in the book of Leviticus, it says, "Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. And ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you." And so, God is holy, because the world would say, "Well, why?" Why would you have to live holy? That's just a way yeah. of God. And, and, and I think sometimes the devil says that it is a, um, it's a way where there's, there's, you can't do things. You know, you got to forsake things and restrictive yeah. and you got to give up this and, yeah. and yeah. give up that. But the scripture says right. that we have been called unto liberty. There you go. Amen. So 
It's not a restrictive way. When your mind gets holy and God begins to get in there and work in your mind, it's not at all restrictive. Because we want to tell you that if the devil's telling you that here tonight, that you're looking at things from the natural perspective. And it would make sense that there are things that you don't do when God makes you holy. That's true. That is true. Because God delivers from sin. He delivers from it. That there is a deliverance from it. And I think it was Uncle Joseph, you say, changes your warner. That your warner is not the same. The things that you wanted to do and the things that you used to want to do are not the same. And they are changed. Thank goodness for that. Because I have said that for years as well. I, 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 if, if, if you have an experience in any church or any with God, and it doesn't change your life, then I question your experience. Because God doesn't come on the scene except there's a change. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and therefore all things... All things are become new. So we are different. God changes us. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fortification, that every one of you should know how to possess your vessel unto sanctification and in honor. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which knew not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we have also forewarned you and testified, for God hath not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. And I want to also point out to you that the opposite, according to the scriptures, the opposite of holiness is uncleanness. It says it in many places where it contrasts and compares holiness and uncleanness. And you know, I've heard. I'm sure we've all heard all our lives that cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, maybe they're one and the same thing because if you get holy, I'll tell you that you'll be living a clean life. You won't have to worry about living an unclean life. You won't have to worry about those things coming in and worrying us. Or it, 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 When we live a holy life, righteous before God, Oh, my dear, the world is free and clean and good and pure. And you don't have to worry. You know, you don't have to worry about when people repeat what you say. You don't have to worry about when people say, well, he did this or that's fine because this is my life. And I want to tell you as well, I, I, the older I get, I, I told Brother Todd Curry this not long ago. I said, the older I get, the bolder I get. Because... When I was a teenager, I got sanctified when I was 11 years old, and it's beautiful to see these children up here. Um, I didn't, I mean, I was in school, and I didn't feel real comfortable maybe with the way I, you know, I didn't want everybody to know that I was strange. You know, I mean, you just did, and I get a little older. Went to a business meeting the other day. I told some. It was like five people, and, and we're at a business lunch, and I'm looking around and going, food comes. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Yep. What are you going to do? Uh, this has probably happened to many of you. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you Are you a child of God? What do you believe? Amen. What do you do? Yeah. And I stop the conversation. Do you all mind if we say a blessing? 
Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that. I'm sure there's many examples where maybe I, you know, but this is who I am. I'm a child of God. I got sanctified. I'm living a holy, sanctified life, and that's who I am. I can't separate that. And in my business, in my daily life, I used to also think, well, you got business over here and, you know, I got a church over here, but it ain't that way either because it's every facet of your life. You can't separate yourself from that and say, well, I want to, you know, want to serve God over here, but, you know, that's over there and that's that, but, but it is who we are. And let me tell you something. He has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness everything we need we sing that song every need he is supplying plenteous grace is that true we believe it then we can live holy every day in and out every day and if you do that it will affect every aspect of your life it will change your friends i think it's already been testified up here this week it will change the people you hang out with it will change the things that you think are humorous. Because the things that are ungodly and unclean are no longer humorous. They just aren't. Because you're a holy child of God. Changes your business. Changes the way you do it. It makes you church. If you're already married, it'll change your marriage. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Amen. 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 Um, I, I, you know, I'm very thankful to be married. Amen. And uh, I'm very thankful that God is a part of my marriage. Amen. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm blessed beyond measure. Yes, you are. Because I'm a child of God. Right. It's not anything that I do. But it's because of a child of God. For God hath not called us into uncleanness. Yeah. But unto holiness. Amen. Whew. Amen. As obedient children. (laughs) I've had multiple children, and I won't get into which one's which, but I've had some that were more obedient than others. (laughs) And uh, I want to tell you tonight, uh, and you parents know what I'm talking about, too. Right. Um, Those obedient children are a little easier, aren't they? Yeah. Just... Just a little easier. Things go a little, little smoother. Um, and I thought I enjoyed Brother Joey's talk today. Yeah. That was um, so good. Yeah. And I believe that's the way God looks on us. I just believe, for those of you that weren't here or missed it, God is right there. He is a very present help in time of need, as Brother Brian preached the other night. Yeah. And um, I, just as obedient children, why would we be anything less than obedient? But I want you to look at your life. And I want me to look at my life. And begin to examine the things. And if you want to find out whether something's godly or not, if it measures up to the Word of God, then that's a good test. That's the litmus test, isn't it? It measures up to the Word of God. Because when we are obedient children and we do the things that God tells us to do, regardless of whether or not it's going against the way you're currently doing, 
we have a tendency to want to justify the things that we're currently doing right. and say, well, this is okay. Be, you know, yeah. the ways of a man are right in his own lives, but the Lord pondereth the heart. And so the things that we are currently doing, it's, it's very easy for us to justify and say, well, that's okay. But if we live a holy life, it'll change the way you dress. Can I say that? There's a lot of scriptures, and I know we're not totally comfortable with talking about this maybe, but there's a whole bunch of scripture in in this, in Timothy. I'm not going to read it tonight in the interest of time, but there's a whole bunch of scripture that talks about the way you dress and the way you look and the way you act and the way you treat people that are talking about living a holy life. And I heard a a holiness preacher some time ago that stuck out to me. He said, we believe in with dress. This was just in dress. And I just thought this was a great nutshell. We believe in simplicity, in modesty, and with economy. Amen. Now, I believe, I've gone back and looked that up. You can justify all three of those in the Scriptures. The Scriptures backs up every one of those. Now, what may be with economy for you may be different <laughs> for some of you people than it is for me. Right. <laughs> um, but that's, that's backed up by the Scripture. Yeah. And I want to tell these young people, and especially it seems like the modesty part has more to do with the ladies than it does sometimes with us men. We wear shirts and pants and that's pretty much it. Right. But God help us because it may be okay. It may be okay, but let me tell you, it affects your testimony. And it affects the effectiveness that you have for God in this world to say, I'm a child of God. And they go, looking like that? So I don't want to encourage you to dress modestly because I like it, although I do. I don't want to encourage you to look like a strange, sanctified person for me, but because it is for the glory of God and your life is what God is using for an example. And if you don't live a holy life, then people are marking God by you. They are marking and they're saying, yeah, but look at that guy. He doesn't do what's right. And then it falls on me. And so... I want to live a holy, sanctified life. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts and your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And when that verse says conversation, it's not, ta- not, 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 not just talking about the words that come out of your mouth. It's every part of you, because as you walk through life, and as you go along, you're carrying on a conversation and you're saying, this is who I am. And the t-shirts with the slogans printed that you got on them, say who you are. And this is what I espouse. And the things that you post on social media, spell out who you are. And this is what I support. And this is what I set up. And the world would say, you take the famous and the wealthy, and they set them up on pedestals, and they say, this is who you want to worship. And I want to tell the young people today, if you want to worship somebody, worship God, and worship sanctified folks. There ain't no better heroes. If you want an autograph, go get an autograph of a sanctified person. There ain't no higher calling. It, it don't get any higher than that. 
Because when you begin to worship those people and the idols that they are, you say, this is who I am. And this is the measure of me as a person. And this is what I hold dear. Well, God help me. I want to hold dear the things that are holy. I want to hold dear the things that are unclean. That aren't to be. That, that a spouse doctrinal, I don't want to use the word doctrine, they espouse unholy living is what they espouse. And they're set up in the magazines and on the billboards and on your radio and everywhere you go. And, and people say, I, I know you've heard this because I've heard it many times. They say, oh, that, 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 he's a great person. Oh, you, you just, let me tell you that if you don't know them, <laughs> you see, you see these things, you say, oh, they got a great marriage. And three months later, they're divorced. They got a great marriage because they're doing it for all of these things. But I want to be a holy man of God. I have, there is no higher calling than that. There's no higher there's no, right. there's nothing greater well, to attain unto. I don't, we are not. It's our vocation. Yeah. It is our vocation. There's yeah. not, we're, uh, there, everything else in the glory, in the face of the glory of God, everything else is ashes. Yeah, that's right. When God begins to work and move in a man or a woman's heart and begins to change the desires and the things of the heart, there is no greater. There is no greater. All right, I'm going to try to wrap it up here this is some scripture brother glenn read last night and i'm gonna reread it but i'm i'm taking the excuse of brother anthony if it's if it's good it's good enough to be read twice yeah. <laughs> i therefore the prisoner of the lord beseech you that you are worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Yeah. One of the last things I want to touch on tonight. If we live holy, it'll affect how you talk about people. Right. Amen. Brother Joe started our week on Sunday morning and talked about building us up. Sure did. Right. Most holy faith. Amen. I just can say amen. Amen. I don't want to be a gossiper. Amen, brother. No, that's evil. I want to tell you, it's not godly. I don't know any other way to say it. It's not godly. I don't, no, it's not. I don't want to tear people down. That's not godly either. Right. And I want to say as well, I don't, I'm not holding myself up as some standard here. Right. I've always said that um, Christ is the I sing the children's song and I mean every word of it. He's still working on me right. to make me what I ought to be. Right. Um, but with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Amen. Thought about how many times have you, you know, have you seen? Everybody loves their family, right? I mean, yep. family's real close to us. Right. Family does something that might not be quite so good. Well, there's excuse. You know, we have a tendency to make excuse for that. Right. And that's okay. I think that's okay. I think we ought to do that for everybody. Because I don't stand in judgment of anybody. Anybody. It's not my job. I don't have any desire to have that job. That job's God's got it. He's got it covered. And if you die and you're lost, you're going to a sinner's hell. And that's his that's the most judgment you can have. God's got that under control. 
And we have a tendency to look around and it's very easy. It's probably easier for me to see your flaws than it is to see my own flaws. Yeah, 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 of course. And maybe that's why God created marriage. Because my wife said to me the other night, she just said to me, oh, these flowers were bothering me. I said, I'm going to go up there and set that thing down on the floor. She said, Kenneth, please don't do that. <laughs> so sometimes your wife, your spouse, can keep you straight. And I'm thankful for that. Um, forgive me, Dion. That we henceforth be no more children. Right. We'll finish with this. That we henceforth be no more children. Maybe not. Tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. What are the things that affect you? Are you listening to those things? Are you? We spend a lot of time, probably, if you're like me, you spend a fair amount of time on the computer. I don't really get the news necessarily at home. And those things affect you and our... Um, you know, you can get all worked up about them and everything else. And, but let us not be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into the hem and the, in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And from which the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, making it increase into the body, unto the edifying of itself in love. And so I want to tell you that you affect more than just you, because we have a tendency, I think, sometimes to say, well, that's okay for them. But this is okay for me. I'm just doing this and nobody has to know. And it's just me and it doesn't really affect anybody else. And let me tell you, the things that you do affect everybody around you. And the things that you do affect your church. It affects this church and this place here. I didn't know I was going to read this, but in the 12th chapter of Luke, Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. So sometimes you can say, well, this is maybe I can talk this way with just my family. Let me tell you something. God has called us to holiness, a holy life, a holy living, a holy tongue, a holy dress, a holy outlook, a holy workplace, a holy heart, because it is a work on the heart. If so, uh, but this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Let us not be immune to say that's not me, that I'm bigger than that, that that doesn't affect me. But let us listen to what the word of God says in my life and say, God, help me to live a holy life every day, day in and day out and be an example for you everywhere I go. Having their understanding darkened when we being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given them over selves over to lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If we're Christ, then we're uh, Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Right. If so be that ye have been heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus Christ that ye put off 
concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of in your mind, and be that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so thankful tonight what God does. Let me tell you, when He delivers, He delivers all completely. He doesn't believe, deliver halfway, but God delivers completely and fully and i you know the reason that god wants us to be holy is because he desires a relationship with us and because god is holy and so the only way that we get a relationship with god is by living holy the only way we can live holy is by cleaning up the heart getting forgiven putting god's spirit on the inside which is holy and then your holy heart can talk to a holy God and have a holy relationship. And that's the only way we live holy. Then shall thy light, this is my last scripture, I promise. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. And thy health shall spring forth speedily. I like this scripture. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. And the glory of the Lord shall be thy rear reward. Thou shalt call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. You ever need God right now? Not like off in the future, but God, I need you right now. I'm in the middle of the darkness. I'm in the valley. I'm struggling with whatever problem. I want to call and God say, here I am. Kenneth, you're a child of God and I'm right here for you. Got you back. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity. And thy darkness shall be as the noonday. I read the verse. started out with God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Well, this says that our darkness will be as the noonday. And the Lord God shall guide thee continually. And satisfy thy soul in drought. And make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden. Like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of these shall build up the old waste places. They shall raise up the foundation of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of paths to dwell in. And I want to read two more verses. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath. From doing thy pleasure on my holy day. While I'm at it. And right. while we're here, yeah, go ahead. The Sabbath is holy to God. That's right. right. It is not about doing mine own pleasures. It is God's holy day. Amen. He ordained it in the Old Testament. He sanctified it. He set it apart. It's God's. It belongs to God. And I don't think we ought to take it for ourselves. Right. That's all I'll say about that. Amen. The holy of the Lord, honorable. This is talking about doing my pleasure on a holy day and call the Sabbath a delight. The holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor Him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasures, nor speaking thine own words. And I thought about as I was thinking about the topic of holiness in general, there's nothing that sums it up more than that right there. Not doing thine own ways, not finding thine own pleasures, Not speaking thine own words. Let me tell you, when we begin to live a holy life, a life that's pleasing to God, when we begin to respond to the things that God has given us, the Spirit that He's put in our heart, then He shall cause thee, then shalt thou shalt delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride 
upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father for the mouth of the Lord has spoken up. There's no trouble living a holy life when you begin to just live holy. Just let God live through you, not doing your own ways nor finding your own pleasures. The devil would tell you that you can't possibly live a holy life. And I've heard from this stand many times, people have said, I can't live like those people. And maybe you can't. I can't either. But you get the Spirit of God in your heart. And you do the things. I told someone the other day, living sanctified is not without effort, both Tim likes to say. It's not without effort. I suppose we could all go home and not go to work anymore. That'd be really easy. Um, and when the bills came, it wouldn't be so easy, would it? And you can do the same thing in your spiritual life. You can say, I'm not willing to do the steps required to have a relationship with God. Forgive me on time. I didn't realize it was that way. I didn't realize, um, you know, that, that, that we can just say, I, I, you know, I'm not, that's not, not for me. Uh, not yeah. for me. I, I, it's too much effort. It's too much. But you get up and go to work, right? Because you know the bill's coming, right? I mean, that's why we work, right? We work, make money, pay bills, right? The bill's coming. Your spiritual bills are coming. There is a judgment coming. And so the only question that I have for you tonight is do you desire a relationship with God? Do you desire to commune with Him? That's really the only question. If you do, the way of holiness is here. It's available for everybody. God made a way. There is deliverance from sin. And if we live holy and we do the things that we need to do, Stay in the Word of God and keep our prayer life open and forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Living holy is easy. It comes easy and the rewards are amazing. They're amazing. They're awesome, aren't they? I'm so glad I'm sanctified. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'm glad to be here. We are going to go into an, a, a, a word of prayer. We're going to have altar service. If you desire a relationship with God, Bless the Lord. now is the time. Today is the day of salvation as we all stand.